mortgages can be a dry subject. So here's your oasis in the desert. It's the podcast that will get you talking and thinking, or more likely drinking. The Lennon to his McCartney, the Bird to his Ernie. It's the one and only Mortgage Stew and his sidekick Martin at the LM Experience. Hi there, welcome to the LM Experience. It is today episode 36. Good morning, Martin. Good morning, Stu. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. Have you eaten today? There's a lot of tummy rumbling going well, on yeah, that last I, episode. I, know, I hope that I didn't know, make the I know. edit. Well, we were talking about food before we started recording, and that's what started it. You know what it's like. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's move on before you uh, before your tummy starts rumbling again. Uh, episode 36, we've got... Uh, well, one of our favourite guests is always going to be a broker. This is a very broker-centric um, podcast, as you know, um, Stu. So we've got, uh, we've got Nick Danes, who is Director of Prospect Tree Mortgages down in Kent. Good morning, Nick. Good morning. How are good you? Good morning, Nick. Very, very good. Thank you for having good, me. Good, uh, absolute pleasure. But we're always happy to speak to brokers, as you know. Um, you know, we're all on the same side. I don't see us being in competition at all. So if we can bring other people in that are doing the same job as us, and we can all sort of learn from that, I think that can only be a positive thing. Absolutely for the industry. So, Nick, just tell us a little bit about your background. You know, how did you how did you stumble into the industry? Because I bet you did, as we all did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well. I started uh, working in an uh, estate agent. Yeah, as an estate agent. As an estate agent on the on the bottom rung. In an, in what a, year was this? Uh, Two thousand and eleven. Right. And I started in a, in, a, in a small village, and it was all very very lovely. Uh, but then you know you, you want to get a bit more, so you you end up moving to a, to a town. Uh, ended up listing, being one of the main listers in uh, a busy town office for the one of the well, I think they are the largest independent agents yeah. still in um, the southeast mm-hmm. um, and I think the straw that broke the camel's back there was the the month I had about 40,000 in exchanges and my salary was about 2,200 or something, <laughs> something yeah. like that yeah those um, figures don't work do they no and, and you think you know what I'm not I'm not stupid I think mm. I can do something else for this but I really enjoyed property enjoyed people dealing with people and, and that kind of thing and I mm-hmm. thought I saw the mortgage chap sat over there I've been getting appointments for every week you know and him doing very well you thought I, I could thought, do that I thought I could do that yeah mm. so I I, I took um my annual leave over the course of about eight months a year did my cmap qualifications on on my own and passed those exams um and then very naively thought that i could go and um set up a business right from the beginning on on myself uh, and (laughs) And it'll be so easy (laughs) imagine and um and luckily luckily i uh i i made or someone else made contact with me having heard that that's what i was planning on doing and mm-hmm. and i went and and worked as a as a trainee broker with with them and reached cas status yeah uh with that company just at that stage did you think actually but well, you know it wasn't quite as easy as i thought or did you think actually it's as easy as i thought i i think um when i started my um cmap course uh i i thought God, there's a there's a lot here there's a lot here that's not not <laughs> that's that's more than I thought it would yes. be. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Once you get into it, and I think having the estate agency background, there's certainly uh, the process and understanding the process of of purchasing a property. Yeah, um, was something that that I, I was well aware of and dealing yeah. with solicitors and that yeah. kind of thing. That the, the actual process of of conducting transactions, I was. Yeah, uh, but the, the minutiae of it was was all. The technicalities. The thing is with it as well, because you always link the two things together, don't you? Because my my own background was with banks before I became a broker. Yeah. So from that perspective, you kind of get. It's a bit. I always think of brokers as generally 
amateur psychologists to yeah. a certain point. And I guess you get the same sort of personal relationship with people when you're an estate agent where you you start to spot to see the signs of how they react to things that you say, questioning that you put towards them. So I think there's a bit of a, there's a definite correlation there between the two roles, isn't there, in terms I of... I certainly felt that, um, you know, I, I went from listing 15 to 20 houses a month mm-hmm. from 80 grand to 800, um, that you certainly get... You, you are immersed in the ability to to, to discuss something with somebody. Yeah bring them on side with you and to do business with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you can do that across a broad range of the spectrum, yeah. Yeah. I thought that that would translate perfectly into dealing with clients for mortgages. And mm-hmm. I, and does I, it? I think it does. I think it probably mm-hmm. does. I think it yeah. does. Without being intimidated by either end of that spectrum as Ex- well, that's exactly. important. Yeah. It's a bit of a, you've got to be a bit of a chameleon, and, yeah. you know. Yeah. But again, it's do you get or on with people yeah. or a comedian, a bit of both? <laughs> but if you get on with people, they're going to want to do business for you, and yeah. if they trust you, then they, they're going to want you to. And that's that was in an estate agency world. That's there's there's a lot of competition, and that's what you're yeah. trying to achieve yes. at the correct figure. So you know you're going to be able to sell it. I was never interested in taking properties on the market for for way just too to much get, money just to get the listing. No, because I didn't get paid on listings. Yeah. I got paid on on sales. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I know for a fact there's a lot of agents out there that Still would quite that. happily have a listing yeah. and then say, as long as you've got a long contract, we yeah. can reduce the price. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. Again, it's it's, point, it's pointless. So, yeah. pr- Prospect Tree, wh- wh- when did that come into sort of fruition? When did- so, yeah, so um, after just over a year, the first um, company I was I was working with, um, an opportunity came up to to work with someone I've met, uh, networking, mm-hmm. Um and I thought, well, you know what? That that actually sounds like a, a good progression for me. Um, getting to know people by networking and that kind of stuff. People can, you know, you never know what what people have got in mind for you within mm. their own businesses. Indeed. And that sounded sounded like something I'd be interested in doing. So it's, I started off, then switch companies uh, again, um, uh, network and. Um, uh, started just broking then I had a good relationship with a couple of estate agents so I you know when you're in the estate agent biz yeah. and people leave they, there's a lot of people moving moving around yeah. Yeah. yeah so I had some good contacts in independent agents where I could get some business, uh, business yeah. from and so I brought with me you know um, you know the, the ability that I, I wasn't requiring leads from anybody at that point mm-hmm. um, so that's quite a good proposition when you're taking on self-employed yeah. brokers that they're feeding themselves then you know you're, you're the other guy's taking a slice so that's fine so I thought okay well this is good but there's there is a roadmap towards what, what where we are now really yeah um so um I, I just carried on broking for for a year and a half something like that and then uh joined um as one of the directors and um we separated uh the company which was an IFA firm with mortgage brokers that had been collected yeah. <laughs> uh, over the years over yeah. the years into um, uh, investments and pensions okay. IFA so you've got an IFA arm. Uh, is there a Prospect Tree IFA arm? There's a, a Prospect, Pro- Prospect Tree, Tree uh, Financial Services, okay. which is the investments and pensions side, and then which I have nothing to do with. Yeah, um, and our sole focus is the mortgage side, mortgage right. and protection. So we are, you know, a. Um, able to focus solely on on that side of, of things and not worry about anything else. Okay. Are you directly authorised or are you part of a network? We're not. We yeah. are we are an AR at Tenet Connect okay. Services. So we're with the same um, arm of Tenet currently yeah. um, as the IFA side. Um, 
but who, who knows? How, how are you finding? How's the market? You're down in Kent, aren't you? Yeah, the Garden of England. The Garden of England. Which is currently underwater. <laughs> yeah, um, about six inches of water. Yeah. <laughs> what, how, how are you finding? What do you, do you specialize? Are you pretty holistic, uh, Nick? Is, is it all, all clients that come to you are on opportunities as far as you're concerned, or do you specialize? I would say. I mean, I'm. You know, again, from my background, I think that you can't. And I know there are there are there are guys out there. There's you know brokers out there that are very niche, very specific mm-hmm. in what they're after. I don't think we're established enough yet to be able to um, to cut out different sections of the marketplace. Yeah. Um, you know, we've some of the brokers have got decent experience as well, client banks. So we want to continue to service. You know, I want to deal with people f- for every time they want to yeah. want to do a mortgage mm-hmm. and then that's going to come we, we we get a lot of client referrals i'm sure you do Stuart and yeah. Martin as well yeah. so it's um and they may be children or friends you know so so we don't want to i think discriminate the thing is, for the thing is with it is that you look at different areas of the market don't you certainly more or less to not have all your eggs in one basket yeah and i think certainly from the perspective of we look at the last three years let's say had most brokers not being able to have the knowledge to do other things like bridging, maybe second charges, yeah. that side of things, or, or looking to other areas, equity release. Yeah. Those sort of areas now, I think, are critical for most brokers mm-hmm. to ensure that they've got a sustainable business. Because I think that the zone we're in now is a case of that you can't afford to just be a remortgage-only type broker. Well, I think if you've got... I mean. And all those things that you've mentioned, we we've seen an uplifting in inquiries for mm-hmm. those types of things. I mean, in the past, I've I've passed business to Dan down in Cardiff, yep. um, and you know it gets it gets passed from pillar to post. A lot of this stuff. So well, you send it to professionals, don't you? You send it to people you, who know you, it's exactly. Not your area. It's not my area exactly. I mean, we've previously done um, up until recently purely commercial as well, and mm-hmm. had a had a commercial broker doing that. Um, Again, that's an area I'd like. I'd like to have specialists in different areas, and mm. we've got a chap who's going to be um, doing his his equity. Is it still Sierra equity release qualification? Yeah, variations, <laughs> isn't it? That sort of thing, yeah. um, soon. So I, I I just think that it's it, it, the the more knowledge and scope of advice that you're able to give, the yeah. be, the better quality advice you're going to give to any one individual. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm hope we're but we're moving towards that as it wasn't. We were kind of a collection of brokers and then adding in people. I mean, one of the chaps did business protection mainly um, and then, you know, life kick and all, all the mm-hmm. all the regular stuff. And then when I came, when we separated the companies, I was like, right, CMAP, first yeah. thing, boom. Now now he's broking and yeah. doing more protection than he was before. As a result. As a result. Yeah. So, mm. you know, the more experienced and more things, he's like, oh, I could have done this a while ago. And But well, I think you've got to get the... The full level of yes. service, to be honest. I think a client, a client knocks on your door, and you've got to say to them whatever they ask for. You've got to say you can do it. Yeah, that, that that's the only future for a broker. Not the can you do that? No, I can't do that. I'm sorry. Well, that's a that's a lost opportunity. You've got to make sure that client knocks on your door. They they don't go and knock on another door. Thereafter, I hope they knock on. I hope clients continue to knock on doors as well and, and yeah, come, to us, come to us for advice. Yeah. Would be lovely. Yeah. Well, I think they probably will. Do. What trends are you seeing in the industry, uh, Nick? I mean, what what are you seeing as an experienced well, certainly, broker? Certainly, um, technology is is a a massive factor. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we gather information from clients who want advice, um, the way they want to interact with with brokers and 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 get advice, I think is changing. Um, certainly, the younger generation are far more, uh, you, you know, tablets, mobile phones, tech savvy, aren't tech savvy. You know, um, 
again, which we're trying to reduce the paper we use in our in house as as it is, and I'm sure everyone has the same issue and annoyance with the paper. <laughs> Just a bit, yeah. Um, so you know, sending things out to people or sitting there and, and gathering information that that you know you could get in other ways potentially is one thing I think is changing. Um, I think they do a lot more research before they make initial contact. The consumer. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, that lots of the Real straightforward, easy stuff is is not just coming to the brokers. I think the brokers need to change their mindset around the low hanging fruit. Yeah, mm. the type of client that's mm. coming in. I think people are changing. There's far more seeing far more quirky cases, mm. even slight quirks. And you know, you might not be able to get something through with say a Santander if they've mm. missed a thirteen quid yeah. credit card payment in the last yeah. six months. Yeah. For example, you know, it's things like that. Things that the client doesn't think is an issue, but exactly, you know or even from know experience. about exactly. Yeah. So m- yeah. much more little bits and pieces where you need advice and yeah. you might get knocked back straight away if you walk on t- into the high street. I think time is a big issue as well because when we've seen recently in our own business kind of quite a few recent inquiries have been where people have gone directly to a lender and they've waited weeks to be told no. And I think that's 100%. then suddenly then a, a position there where brokers I think have got to be aware of our kind of onus on speed then increases in that respect. Hundred um, percent. Because I mean, it's about kind of, and I think that's the situation you then get in, isn't it? It's afterwards the feedback you get from that client is then a case of, well, I wish I came to you in the first place. Well, we had we had a lender in yesterday who had this conversation about how much business is direct and how much is via the intermediary, and they said that if you went direct to this lender, I won't name them, uh, you have to have a three-hour interview in branch. Have to. Does sound like HSBC, but it's not. I'm not going to tell you who it is. It's not fair on them. But it, you know, who's got three hours nowadays? Well, they're taking. They've got to take a day off work. Essentially, it's almost, it's yeah, it's half yeah. a day off work, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then, as Stu said, to not necessarily get the answer that you want. Course, yeah. Well, you wait. A big commitment, and you've yeah. already soured about the 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 process already before you've even speak, spoken to somebody else. So I think that's why there's always going to be need for that that broker to be I front so. and centre. But what what challenges do you see out there for uh, for the, the advice um, industry? I think I think there's a few. You know, there's a few very large companies um who have a have a large advertising budget a large yeah. um online presence yes. spend a lot of money on on google and and that kind of thing to leap up and it's prime, the, i've done we had this conversation it's prime time television advertising right, exactly well. you know yeah. it's very hard for us to compete with that well it's just not going to happen is it i know stew's loaded but i'm not <laughs> <laughs> but but you know i think i, I think <laughs> i think that, that that potentially there's um a lack of knowledge on the process just in general mm-hmm. for the consumers out there, i.e. what's available to them and how accessible that is to get good advice that's not necessarily from an enormous call centre. Yeah. Because I think the thing is as well, if it's only when you stop and think about these things, suddenly it suddenly rings true, doesn't it? But if you think of somebody who perhaps hasn't moved home for 10 years, if they've always dealt directly with their bank for example. Which they would have done 10 years yeah. ago, probably. 10 years ago, they could have gone into most high street offices of most banks, made an appointment and seen somebody within half an hour. Yeah. Or even in their lunch break. And it would have been done and dusted. Yeah. Now you've got a situation, uh, there's a high street lender that one of my former employers many moons ago has now converted my local branch that I used to work at. <laughs> and they've taken away the cashier area and it's now got four cash machines instead. <laughs> two for deposits, two for withdrawals. So you've got that scenario now where kind of um, high street banks now have changed beyond recognition in most cases. So the actual, the, the our clients as brokers now 
could struggle to get a, an appointment even for several weeks, even in the town they want to be seen in. Mm-hmm. Which So for them now, I think that's where brokers have got to, in some respects, shift our viewpoint on terms of what the client sees. Yeah. And that the stuff that we see is obviously the stuff that we see online, the stuff we see on TV and that side of things. But it's also a case of that we need to take time out, I think, just to have a wander up and down our high street, walk yeah. into a couple of offices and see what's really going on. Right. So, I, I think as brokers, we need to start working better together to, co- mm-hmm. to combat that and, and maybe crowdfund our own advertising about the importance of getting face-to-face advice. Sometimes you can only beat these people at their own game. Um, and we need to be looking at ways that we can collectively work better together to push back against it. can that. only be good... For Absolutely. everybody, Absolutely. you know, I, I think, you know, I, I post fairly regularly on LinkedIn and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and, and often I will share posts from other brokers and things. So just, I, if seek advice, Absolutely. That's, that is my message. Yep. Yep. I it's not necessarily yep. an advert. I'd love you to see me, but if you're not anywhere near me, see somebody, see somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Because Best I advice think is to get advice. 100%. Yeah. The, perce- the perception, I'm, I'm really kind of one of my things at the minute is that people, I just don't think people are aware. You know, they see banks and they think, oh, well, it's all got to be done mm. via this or via that. Yeah. We're still there. Well, it's a great time now for you to plug yourself. Oh. <laughs> that you weren't expected. Plug yourself. And imagine this is LinkedIn. Oh, LinkedIn. Help you. Uh, yes. This is, plug, look, 30 seconds. Why should a consumer in Kent come to Nick and Prospect Tree Mortgages? Well, I think Prospect Tree Mortgages, you are going to get excellent advice from. Uh, long-standing professionals in this field. Um, communication for us is is key. I mean, we want to keep in contact. I mean, and the t- from Neil last week talking about the technology and things, yeah. something we're looking at as well. But now it's it's pretty pretty phone centric. Yeah. But I think a phone call is going to do a better job than emails usually. Um, communication um, and y- you're getting people that actually care about what. Yeah. what we're doing we want to build relationships with clients and retain those clients and help them and any friends they have what, what a wonderful advert <laughs> I think we should charge <laughs> you 20 grand for that you, you know, yeah, yeah exactly that's right <laughs> uh, how can people find you online Nick um, personally and uh, company we have LinkedIn uh, Twitter Facebook um, and an Instagram page as well and website we are Ooh, get you I know, I know. <laughs> uh, we are ptmortgagesltdlimited.co.uk um, Fantastic. Brilliant. Right, last question, favourite question. What's your football team, Nick? Norwich City. See, that's good. That, I like I that. Quite, I'm happy with that one. I quite, I quite like those little little teams from the Championship who've yeah. struggled. And gone know, up. And yeah, gone no, up. No, well, the fact, we, we, all, we have is, all, we have is, all we have is hope. Yeah, and, well, De- and, and Delia Smith. Well, if you look at how much money we've spent, I think you'd be amazed she's still there? How, how much you can eat. She is. Yeah, don't forget yeah. Delia and Michael. D- don't forget Ed Balls. 90, 90% or Stephen Fry, 90% yes, of our... Our goals last year were scored by um, people brought in by Stuart who came in with the recruitment and spent, I think we spent less than 15 million quid. Wow. And how do you think next season? Confident? No. No. I'm <laughs> hopeful, of, hopeful of survival. Yeah. That's, that's all you well, can want. <laughs> wish you all the luck with that. Listen, uh, that's a fantastic episode, Nick. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Stu. Indeed. Yeah, that's episode 36, Martin. Um, on to the next. And if you'd like to appear on a future episode or if you'd like to nominate somebody to appear, you can send us a question directly to our Twitter feed, which is at the LM Experience. We'll be back with you shortly with some more episodes. Thank, thank you for you. now. Cheers. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe and follow us on Twitter. And remember, there ain't no party like a highly regulated mortgage party, and your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage or any other debt secured on it. Listener.